please turn in your Bibles to the book of Matthew? He knows my name. Wow. Every step that I take works for me. I go into the woods quite often now, and there's times when there's two places that I have to walk into this marshy area, and the grass is about that tall, and there's a creek that runs through it, and I always stop and, and either let Rodney go first. Usually he makes sure I go first. And then I say, okay, Lord, you go first. You go with me. So I love that, that, that message, Mandy. Thank you. This explains everything. There are some here that... that don't understand why everyone else that calls themselves Christian can't do what they do, can't live the Christian life that they live. They don't understand, and sometimes we get a judgmental attitude about it, and we don't understand when they have the same word, the same Lord, the same capability of praying and Bible reading. Uh, they... We don't understand why some don't excel and why others do. And I want to show this to you. It's a very important message. It's basically next in our, our walk with Christ here. I want to say this. This is important. Your destiny, your destiny, your eternal destiny depends on this. The depth of your heart determines your eternal destiny. Now think about that. The depth of your heart de determines your eternal destiny. I would like to read to you from Matthew 13, starting in verse 3. Matthew 13, 3. And he spoke many things. What? And he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. Now, a sower is someone who is casting out seed. And a sower goes out and he's going to plant this field or these fields. Verse 4, And when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside. And the fowls came and devoured them up. When Bonnie and I first moved to Charleston, South Carolina, we basically had a yard in a new subdivision uh, that had never been planted. So it was mud. And I went to the hardware store, talked to the guy. Of course, he talked me into the most expensive grass seed. And I was out in the yard planting it, throwing it out. And then I got the straw, and I threw the straw on it. I guess that's supposed to help and hold moisture. And then I sat in my living room and watched a thousand sparrows eat my grass seed. And I must have been like a ranting madman because I'd go running out in the yard, waving my arms and screaming. And I'd look out, and I'd see the neighbors looking out through the windows didn't help that the, the 
older lady next door paid some expensive company to come every week and do, do the work. Uh, but that wasn't in our possibilities. And he spoke many parables, saying, Behold, a planter went forth to sow. And when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and the, the birds came and ate them up. Verse 5, Some fell upon stony places where they had not much earth, and forthwith they sprung up right away because they had no deepness of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched. And because they had no roots, they withered away. I had a, I had a young lady once married with child and husband was acting up on her and uh, no family other than that. They were transplanted families. And I actually took them into, I actually took her into the woods. We sat down on a rock and I pointed out to her how straight some trees were, how crooked some other trees were, and how sometimes when a tree fell, it fell into others. And those other trees held you up, held her up. Still producing leaves, still producing acorns. That's what that reminds me of. And some fell among thorns, verse 7, and the thorns sprung up and choked them. But other fell into good ground and brought forth fruit. Some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some only thirtyfold. Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. Again, immediately you see that some have more, some have more capacity for usefulness than others. But even the 30-fold has a usefulness. 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold. I just named to you four soils which I equate as being, and this is Christ in a moment, I equate as hardened hearts that no matter what they hear, they just will not accept the Lord. The shallow heart, the shallow heart is that one where they receive it right away, but they have no depth, they have no root. The third ground is the non-producing heart where the... the the crises of life and the busyness of life and all the pleasures of life rob them of their growth. And then last, the producing heart, which produces some 30, some 60, some 100. So having to point out all that, asking you to keep in mind what it is, what type of heart you might have. And it also explains a lot about our loved ones, our neighbors, our friends, our family. Jesus goes on. Jesus goes on and starts to explain this in Matthew thirteen nineteen. 
When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and understands it not, then comes the wicked one and catches away that which was sown in his heart. This is he which receives seed by the wayside, the hardened heart. I was sitting at a round table on the mess decks. I had about three or four Marine Corps friends with me, and we were eating dinner, and along came perfect stranger, and he sat down at a table next to us, and Bob J., Mr. Clean, he looked like Mr. Clean. That doesn't mean nothing to the younger generation, does it? The older generation, Mr. Clean. And Bob J. was a strong evangelist. Wherever he went, he left tracks out or, or he would argue with people for their souls. But he had very little mercy. And he, our chairs swiveled. And he turned around and said, excuse me. Do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? He said it with much compassion. And the guy looked at him and said, what? Then Bob J. responded, then you'll just have to go to hell. Turned back out around and faced us. He didn't understand even what the background was. He didn't know the backstory. He didn't have any watering or fertilizing. And by the way, every one of these can, can, can show more growth. If they're watered with the word, if they're fertilized, everything grows that way. So, hardened hearts, I turned around and said, excuse me, my friend is very, very, uh, he's very, very sure of heaven and hell, and he just wants everyone to go to heaven. And I, I cited a few facts that no one else might know about the Word of God and about archaeological uh, findings and uh, historical findings. And by that time, I had softened the earth. Don't know that he got saved. I gave him the plan of salvation, but he, he wasn't so stunned with uh, Bob's comment. Hardened hearts. And sometimes a hardened heart is one that's just never heard. They've never heard the, the sweet message of love and mercy. All they've ever heard is, you're going to go to hell if you're not like us. It's not like that. I didn't get saved till I was 24, I believe. 24. But I heard the word constantly. I mean, my dad was a deacon in the church. He wasn't saved, but he was a deacon in the church. So my heart needed to be just fertilized and watered and watered and watered and fertilized and given time. The hardened heart. The shallow heart. Verse 20, Jesus says, But he that receives the seed into the stony places, the same as he that hears the word, and anon with joy receives it. He hears the word and it's just so special to him. Shallow heart. They are ruled by feelings. Feelings. What feels good? It feels good to be forgiven, doesn't it? Feels good to get attention. 
Shallow hearts are ruled by feelings. Verse 21. Yet has he no root in himself, but endures for a while. For when tribulation, hard times, or persecution being made fun of, arises because of the word, by and by he gives up. I just had a recent... I just had a recent uh, man who started coming to our church uh, grow. He got saved in our church service. He got baptized in our church service many years ago. He was coming very faithfully, but he started carrying his Bible to family outings and to deer camp. And his brothers maliciously, teasingly started calling him preacher man, Bible boy. That was enough for him. It didn't take much at all to get him back. And he hasn't been in church since. Oh, my heart. Shallow hearts. When tribulation or persecution arises because of the word by and by, he gives up. He gives up. When it says here, when it says here that he had no root in himself, when it says here that he received it with joy, I want to talk to you about joy. James chapter 1, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Temptations are the problems of life. Those problems some of you are in right now. Some of you will be in this coming, this coming week, month, or year. It's just part of our life. My brother encountered all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith, the testing of your faith, develops patience in our life. But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect. The word perfect is mature that you may be mature and entire, complete, wanting nothing. And I stress that saying because only through struggles do we get strong. Only through struggles can we get strong. Only through muscle resistance can we, can we develop muscle. But it's hard. But it's too hard. I can't do this anymore. Is what you hear sometimes. Only with Christ can you do it. Only with Christ. He wants you trusting in Him. Verse 22 of our text. He also that receives seed among the thorns is he that hears the word and the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word. And he becomes unfruitful. Now, scholars do not agree in all of this about which one of these four, should they die, would they go to heaven or hell? It's generally agreed that the first two soils would go to hell should they die that way with no depth at all. But it's, it's generally agreed that the next two, this one for instance, 
would go to heaven just with no or very little uh, rewards when you get to heaven. Again, he that receives seed among the thorns is he that hears the word and the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becomes unfruitful. I, this is the time of year I do go into the woods and I was walking down a tram road nice and easy. It was just, just grass coming up to your, your knees, but nothing else there. Plus, I, I had my little stick out front of me to scare away or to let me know if there's, any, if there's any snakes there. And I got up to this one point, and way out there, I could see a tree wrapped in orange. Old orange, orange ribbon, but it was very old. Now, one of the secrets about about deer hunting is sometimes the old guys know more about these woods than, than uh, us new guys do. And I figured some old guy wrapped that tree up and that used to be his tree and there was a reason for him, for him to have that tree wrapped up. So I was going to go investigate that tree, but I couldn't. There was just this huge pile of sticker bushes all the way up out of sight and behind me. Well, what if that's the tree that's going to have a big buck go by it? I can't let some, I can't let some thorns stop me. So I took about two steps. Thorns stopped me. Not only was it getting me, it was ripping my clothes. It was do, and uh, So I had to take my snippers out and I took forever to get through that thing. And uh, got to the tree eventually. But the thorns in life, that's, what, that's those things that stop you. That's those difficult things, those difficult people, those difficult situations. That's what stops you from getting to where you want to go. A better relationship with Christ. He that receives the seed among the thorns is he that hears the word and the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becomes unfruitful. Wow. And then we have the fourth one. The fourth one has three levels. 30, 60, and 100. Remembering that. Thorns are the cares, worries, and riches choke the word. But he that receives seed into the good ground is he that hears the word, okay, understands it, okay, which also bears fruit and brings forth some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Part of that is, to, again, to remember that we can, be, we can be born again. And we need to be able to tolerate and encourage those that are only producing a little as compared to those who, who are producing quite a bit as compared 
to those that are producing a lot. Producing what? Producing what? He says fruit. Three weeks in a row now, Jesus has led us back to a fruit passage. So I'm not going to belabor it. I want to go to the one I pass over the most because some of us claim to be born again. Some of us have a really high opinion of us being born again. And yet, we're not full of love. Shame on us. We are to treat one another as Jesus would have us to. And I go to, I go to Galatians 5.22. The good ground is producing a heart, fruitful heart. A fruit of the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, and peace. I'm going to concentrate on those three this morning. It's also the fruit of the Spirit is long-suffering, gentleness with one another, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. Huh. My daughter just started a new school. She is uh, a special needs teacher in her school. And uh, she has all these children that have big struggles. And uh, there's a real mean janitor in the, in the school. She is just the toughest, meanest person. I met her. She yelled at me and I wouldn't do nothing. She scared me. And my, my daughter has won her over through kindness, through goodness, and maybe through a couple cookies. But I'm telling you, it works. Love, joy, and peace. Most of us most of us are loved. Some of us aren't. Some of us have to come here to be, feel loved. And if you're like that, please hang around after services. Please hang around so people can have a chance to love on you, to build a relationship with you. Don't be the first one out the door if, you're, if you have needs. But love, joy, and peace. Long-suffering, gentleness, gentleness, being gentle with one another. You don't know what that person or those people, those people in your family, those people uh, across the hedge, those people across the machine, your work, you don't know what they, how they have to live or put up with. And sometimes your cross word or cross look can just put them over the edge. How would Jesus treat them? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. Meekness, the absence of anger, and temperance, having self-control. The ability to say no to temptations. Again, just like the second, the second soil, many people start off anon with joy. 
but they don't last very long. And they're going down through life, and it's really easy to live the Christian life when everyone is loving you and being kind to you. But that first word, that first cross word, that first hateful word, that first cursing word can send them over a cliff. We are to be a people who have control over our tongue and have self-control. But back to love, and it's so important. This love we're talking about here is, is, is not the, oh, I'm so much in love with you, although this is what you should be looking for when you're dating, when you're meeting people. You want to find someone who's like this. This is unselfish love. Self-sacrificing love. Husbands, we're to love our wives. Just a reminder. We're to love our wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. Husbands, we're to love our wives self-sacrificingly, unselfishly. And as Jesus did, be willing to go to a cross and to not get what we want, but to make sure they do, living self-sacrificingly. But this is a different kind of a love. Love suffers long. Sometimes it really suffers long. Love is kind. Love, 5b, seeks not her own, is not selfish. Love is not easily provoked. Love thinks no evil. Verse 7, love bears all things. I can't take it anymore, is what we sometimes say. But Jesus' love, love bears all things. Love believes all things. Love believes that people can change. Love hopes all things and hopes for the good of others. Love endures all things. Love never fails, this kind of love. It's not in our, our heart to say, I can't take it anymore. That's the last straw. That's, you've crossed over the line. No, love. Jesus said this in Matthew 5, 43 and 44. You have heard that it has been said, you shall love thy neighbor and hate your enemy. Now, in this case, the enemy was from a foreign country who wanted to destroy you. But Jesus says, I say to you, love even your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. Pray for them which despitefully use you and who persecute you. Love. Do you have that? Do you have that? I know it works. Joy. You can be in bad circumstances but still have joy. Because it's an expression of the soul. You can be dying on your bed, on your deathbed, and in pain, a body racked with pain but still have joy and expression of the soul and knowing, one, that this is going to pass 
and knowing too that if it doesn't pass you're in heaven and never have pain again. No pain, no suffering. Joy, love, joy, and then peace. Peace. I ask you to be ready in First Peter. If not, I'm just going to read it to you. Have it all up here. First Peter 3.10 For he that will love life see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips that they speak no guile. Let him eschew evil, hate evil, and do good. Let him seek peace and ensue it. And I want to go through this very quickly again. You want to see good days? He that will love life and see good days? Parents, grandparents, we want to mirror this, model this in front of our children too. But he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips that they speak no guile. Now, this is not true of everybody. But some people don't have much filter on their tongue. Whatever comes up, that's what they say. And sometimes it's evil. Sometimes it's harsh. They're allowing their heart to, to speak and it comes out their mouth and it's evil. It's wrong and it's cursing. He that wants to love life and see good days... Let him refrain his tongue, hold it back from evil, and that his lips, that they speak no guile. Psalm 141 talks about putting a, a guard on your lips. Not to say what you want to say, but having self-control. Verse 11, let him eschew evil. It's not enough to say, oh, that's just bad. You have to hate evil. To eschew evil is to hate it. You want to, see, you want to see good days? Learn to hate what God hates and love what God loves. Let him eschew evil and let him do good. Let him seek peace with everyone. Well, Pastor Dave, you don't know. That happened in this, this congregation years ago. You don't know what they did to me. I said, you have to seek peace. You have to love them, but you can love people from afar. Otherwise, what they did to you years ago carries on and still pushing the dagger in. Let him seek peace. And the word ensue means to chase after it. Ensue it. Peace, that important peace. Again, remember... That, that fourth ground, that fourth ground has fruit. That fourth ground has these fruits. Well, I, wanted, I added this in here. That's that same passage. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. I'll say do evil, speak evil, think evil in our day and age. Huh. Remember, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy and peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness and temperance. These fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, come to those 
who have producing fruitful hearts. Again, hardened heart, shallow heart, non-producing, entangled hearts, that's those thorns, then the producing heart, love, joy, and peace. And as the musicians come, don't, don't quit paying attention to me. One really smart, intelligent, wise saying goes like this. Doing the same things over and over again produces the very same results. You never, you never will get to the next level of, of heart if you stay down here and you keep doing the same things. But if you will fertilize, if you will water, you can, you can change your heart to produce fruit. And oh, going back here, those things in your life now is worth it. Love, joy, and peace. That's how we get along in this world. And we do have those things. We do have those things constantly in heaven to look forward to. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? I don't know where you are. I don't know who you are. I know. I, I know that God knows. I know some of us fool ourselves into thinking we're something we're not. But if you went by God's standards, are you producing love, joy, and peace, long-suffering, tenderness, goodness, faith, meekness, and self-control? Are those key things in your lives? If not, you may not have the producing heart. The face of the Lord is against them that do evil. Remember, would you make a conscious effort right now between you and God? And first of all, would you tell him how sorry you are? Would you name your sins to him? He's listening right now. Name them. There is a book of words. Our words are cursing and swearing, our talking of evil, our our complaints and criticisms. There's a book. Would you confess your sin to the Lord Jesus Christ and ask his forgiveness? Oh, the ability, the opportunity for you to walk out of this church with a clean heart. Lord Jesus, if there's someone here that doesn't know you as personal Savior and Lord, let today be the day they finally once and for all change that about their lives. They ask you to come into their life, come into their heart. If they need my help, they would say, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. I know the penalty for my sin. is that I can't go to heaven. Nor can I have the fruits here on earth. 
So Lord, I know you paid my penalty. On the cross at Calvary, you died for me. Jesus, please forgive me for my sins and cleanse my heart. Make it white as snow and come into my heart, Lord. Be my Savior and be my Lord. Now, if you just prayed that prayer, I want you to know your next step is not going to be easy. You've got all your old habits to go against to change. But Jesus will help you to change. He wants you to change. He will help you. If you just prayed that prayer and meant it with all your heart, would you raise your hand that I might see? Is there anyone? Lord, I, I can only hope that everyone leaving this church, should the rapture come now, that they wouldn't be left behind, that they would settle this once and for all. And Lord, for others of us, Lord, help us, Lord, to settle our hearts with the true hope and desire to grow, to fertilize our hearts, to water it with the word and to grow and produce fruit. Lord, some of us have people to forgive. Some of us are people that need to be forgiven. Help us, dear Lord, to produce the fruits of a producing heart. In Jesus' name, amen.